0: Hi, everyone. This is Steve Bose from the HR Happy Hour Show. Before we get to today's HR Happy Hour Podcast Network show, I wanted to remind you that you can subscribe to all the shows on the HR Happy Hour Podcast Network. That means We're Only Human, Research on the Rocks, The Human Friendly Workplace, HR Market Watch, and of course, the flagship, The HR Happy Hour Show, just by searching for HR Happy Hour on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Human-Friendly Workplace Podcast. I am your host, Jason Lauritsen, keynote speaker, author, and employee engagement fanatic. In each episode, we'll bring you stories from leaders and organizations who are succeeding by making work more human. These stories will inspire and equip you to do the same for your employees. This podcast is powered by the good people at Small Improvements who share my passion for making the workplace more human-friendly. Small Improvements creates technology to help you promote the ongoing conversations at work that people crave. Clients love their lightweight, flexible approach to feedback and performance. You will too. Check them out at small-improvements.com. That's small-improvements.com. Enjoy today's episode. My guest today is Mitch Martins, who um, I am so excited to have, uh, have Mitch joining us today. Um, this is going to be such a, a great and inspiring story for everyone to, to hear and learn from. Mitch is the Employee Wellness Administrator for Cedars-Sinai Medical Center. Uh, Mitch Welcome. Thanks for joining me. I uh, appreciate having you here. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about your organization and what you do? Oh,
1: well, Jason, thank you for having me. And I and I, I appreciate the pressure of knowing that you're excited because now I've got to be exciting. And I don't know if I am or not, but I appreciate that added pressure. I have no worries. I have no worries. <laughs> um, so I guess I can start off by saying Cedar Sinai is a healthcare institution based in Los Angeles. We have multiple locations throughout Southern California, but kind of what I call the mothership or what most people are familiar with is the main campus of Cedar sinai located right in the heart of Los Angeles. Um, we're kind of founded on four basic principles. One is, you know, the first one is, you know, providing quality patient care. The second is research. The third is education. We are training an education facility here for doctors, nurses, and the like. Um, and then our fourth mission is providing community service to, you know, the people around us. Uh, we are a nonprofit organization. We employ about 14,000, um, People who receive benefits from us, and that we have an additional two thousand private physicians, and we have an additional two thousand volunteers and somewhere between three and five thousand consultants or contract employees so we 're a large organization of about twenty five thousand people walking around with a cedar Sinai badge, trying to put forth those four elements of our mission and as the wellness administrator here at cedars Sinai. my job is to <laughs> every now and then get all of those incredibly dedicated employees to say, all right, stop focusing on everyone else and let's put a mirror up and let's do a little focus on ourselves. Because for those who don't work in, in healthcare, I think they may be surprised to learn that in fact, the average healthcare worker is less healthy than the general population. Also, although we're the ones that are preaching it and encouraging and directing and using evidence-based to keep people healthy in our country, the fact is is that we don't necessarily listen to what we're preaching. And so therefore, it's a big task as, as a wellness administrator to say, hey, I, I know this is your calling. I know this is your purpose in life, which is to care for others. But every now and then, can you take a little bit of a timeout and focus on yourself?
0: Yeah, the the cobbler's children truly have no shoes. That's a, a <laughs> mm-hmm. perfect example of that. Correct. Um, I, so, so you and I met about a month ago. Although it seems it seems like I've I now that I've known you longer than that. But we met about yeah. a month ago, and mm-hmm. and as we were talking and realizing that we, you know, we have this shared passion about you know well being and workplace and yes. and all of this, and we started geeking out. You started. <laughs> you started. You started telling me about this this really amazing program that you had run there at uh, at uh, Cedar Sinai that um, I, I I instantly wanted to share with others as inspiration because I think it's it's. It's really interesting and beautiful, both in what you were trying to accomplish, but also the simplicity of it and, and the fact that you were engaging individuals. So the yeah. program, as I understand it, was called It's All About Caring? That is correct. Um, so can you start by giving us kind of the high-level description of what the program was? Sure.
1: So, so this, this and leadership defined it as a two-day gift a gift to employees and this gift was given to every employee so it didn't matter whether you had, were what we call a frontline person who is actually doing patient care or you're behind the scenes processing bills or working as an administrative assistant it didn't matter we believe everyone who works at senior Sinai is a caregiver and so by that definition we wanted to give all of our caregivers a 2-day gift and that gift in essence was a time out from their regular job to focus on themselves and more specifically to focus on their wants, their goals, their desires in the world. The, the word that we often would use is possibility. What are your possibilities? What do you want? So, unlike maybe I would say traditional, educational, classroom, you know, customer service, whatever words you want to use, they're often given to employees. We simply said we're creating a blank slate. And we want you to define what's important to you today. And we as Cedar sinai want to partner with you on that journey, wherever that journey takes you. And if we can be, you know, a, 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 a key or something that can help open one door or take one additional step to get you closer to that dream, that's what this two-day experience was for our employees. Wow
0: and you as i understand i mean this this wasn't just uh hey we're going to test this out for a couple of months this program ran for for 9 years touched over 9000 employees i mean this is it's that's mm-hmm. a lot of uh, a lot of lives touched um before yeah. before we get in before we get into the details of the program itself wh- where did the idea come from like how yeah. did you how did you come to even uh yeah. um, this.
1: I, yeah, you're asking a, a great question, Jason, because I think when I do share this program with other people, that is th- that is the first thing where their mind goes is like, wait a minute, how did you get this implemented? How did you? How, I, no, no way this is I've never heard of a company doing something like this. And I, and I, and I will explain it came from a pain point. And, and, and the best way I want to analogize it before I tell you the story of our pain point is organizations I don't see much differently than human beings. Sometimes it takes human beings to be in pain in order for them to change or do something drastically different in their life. So maybe it's that phone call that they get from a doctor. Or suddenly, you know, the school is calling you about your kids and you're willing to drop anything and everything, even if that means you have to leave your office right now because something's wrong with your kids. So suddenly there's this, there's this pain point that says, whoops, this is the priority. So Cedar Sina was experiencing a couple of pain points, um, which is both of our, this is back in the early 2000s, I'm going to say 2001, I may be off a year or two, is both our patient satisfaction and our employee satisfaction scores we're dipping now I, <laughs> I want to tell you that that cedar Sinai it can be a little type A, and so maybe our definition of dip might be someone else's huge success, but sure. for cedar Sinai we, we we can be a little perfectionistic and 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 desire to kind of want to be the best and so when we when we saw those scores dropping, it caused Cedar Sinai to say. Wait a minute, what's going on? And it's very possible that there is a correlation going on, that if our patient satisfaction score is dropping and our employee' satisfaction, there might be something. So could we create something? Could we do something that would impact both? And you know, common sense was saying, you know what? We need to probably go to the root. The root is most likely the employee, not the patient. You know, when I see the root of the problem or the root of the issues going on. And I think a company would naturally say, oh, well, then we just need to do a little more customer service orientation and training or whatever, reinstate our values. Sure. But the the, the truth was, is we needed to be out of the box. We needed to do more than just throw, you know, an appreciation pizza party for our employees. This needed to be a serious recommitment, if you will, to... Um, our employees, and they needed to see and feel how committed we were to them. And so mm. this is this was the impetus or the background as to creating a program that said, all right, if we really want to get at the heart of the employees, we need to create a program that is authentically um, – uh, 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 like a blank slate, you know, and, and in other words, you know, not, not with any hidden agenda of, well, we're going to make you more efficient or more, you know, more time sensitive with how to use a computer or any of that stuff that, that we, I think, traditionally turn to. This was an idea which said, let's go to the heart of our people and let's listen to their heart. Let's listen mm. to what's important to them and see if we can meet them where they're at and help them take a step forward on their own personal journey. I, I don't know if I'm being too vague or answering your question, but did, did, is it making sense?
0: Sure. sure. No, I. I it's, a, it's a very different, um, it's a very different and I would say very refreshing or sort of very human way of thinking about employee engagement, mm. right? Because it wasn't, at least as I understand it, rather than going a lot of times when organizations are thinking about engagement and they have a dip like this, it, the, the question is always, what, what can the employee do for us? right? What do, we, what do we have to give you to get you to do more for us? Whereas you went and said, what can we do for you? Right. right. Um,
1: and, 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 and truly just as, just as generic as that, what can we do for you? Because we didn't know. And the only way we could know is if we asked them, and, we, and but, but to even, but we needed to be more than just asking, like, you know, I know some of us will do a needs interest survey. Oh, let's do an anonymous needs interest and see what people want. And they said they wanted yoga. So we offered a yoga program and yet no one showed up. So I think part of the problem that we need to, that that, that was important to us is that we needed to create a safe foundation or a safe place where people could be authentic and sharing what they really needed what they really wanted in life. Does that make sense?
0: It does, and I think it'll make more sense as we get into how it worked. So let's Yeah. so let's let's jump kind of into that. So mm-hmm. it's a two-day it yes. was a two-day experience. Um, yep. Mm-hmm. experience take us through You know, take us through kind of roughly what happened over the course of those two days. Right. So,
1: yes, this two day experience, first of all, um, employees did not get to self-select signing up because we're still a business and we're a business that has multiple different departments. And so it was the manager, the director, whoever, who were signing their employees up. And And that was simply being based on availability. You can't take 10 nurses off of the unit at the same time. Does that make sense? And right. so that's why, that, 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 that's what I mean by, you know, the nurse, the, the leaders would then, you know, um, send their employees to these programs. These programs were happening three times a week. I'm sorry, three times a month. And they would send an employee. Most people could afford to have maybe one or two away from the office, you know, in, in one setting. Because again, it's a back-to-back two-day program, and so and these were off-site. Were um, they? Yes, yes, they were off-site. They, something that was important, and and maybe it's aesthetics, maybe it's just an, a subtle message, but we really wanted these employees to know this is about them not about their title, not about their job. And so, yes, we chose to have these programs offsite. You did not bring your badge. We just gave them a first name, a, a name tag when they walked into the room. And so generally it was a variety of people from different departments who did not know each other, didn't know each other's titles, didn't need to know each other's titles. So quite honestly, there could be A director sitting in there with a line person and someone who works in a completely different department or another area so often these people didn't know each other sometimes they did because sometimes employers i'm sorry leaders would send two people from the same department which is fine we didn't dictate any of that and then this two-day experience was generally opened up by a senior leader a senior leader would come in welcome everyone and say hey We've been through this program as senior leadership. We've been through this. We believe in this program. And we really, we want you to know that this is a gift. You take these two days and do with them what you want. So these employees were being paid to be there, by the way. Um, And then they went through this two-day experience. Um, And again, I keep using the word experience because some people would call it a class. And some people would call it a program. And this was really meant to be an experience. And generally, we would have Three different. I, I, I kind of categorized it into, into three different groups in that room. You had the learners. These were the people who showed up early. They had pen and paper in hand, and they were just they were they were traditional schoolroom type experienced people. Like, yeah, this is. I'm I'm looking to learn something new, and I love right. those people because they were like your cheerleaders. Your I got this. I'm going to volunteer. I'm raising my hand. Then you had another subset called the vacationers. the vacationers were like, well, I don't know what this, it's all about caring thing is all about. And you know, it's probably for patient caregivers anyway. And I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm an office person, administrator who deals with, you know, finance. And so this probably isn't going to apply to me, but Hey, I get two days away from work. I'll turn this into a vacation and, you know, make the best of it and get some free food. Cool. No problem. And then we had our third group. In our third group, I really kind of define them as the arm crossers or the naysayers. These, 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 are, these are the resistors. These are the people who I don't want to be here. My boss signed me up for this. Am I here because I'm in trouble? What did I do wrong? I, I, can't I just be back at my office? I've got so much work piling up. This isn't for me. <laughs> so I had three different types of groups and 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 I loved each one of them and and I didn't try to change any of them. I simply facilitated and I say I should say I uh, I say I, but truly this program was always co-facilitated. So there were always two people facilitating this experience. And and it was and it was an opportunity for people to Get a little more in touch with themselves and how they see the world, and then to start to identify what's important to them. And from that, they would then start to identify a possibility. You know, the possibility of, I want to learn how to swim. I'm embarrassed that my kids, you know, want to go to the beach here in California, and I can't take them because I never learned how to swim. So it could be something as simple as that to your more traditional, what we think of as wellness. I want to lose weight. Um, I want to stop drinking. I want to figure out how to manage debt. I want to go to school. I want a different job. I don't, I want to be a missionary. I don't want to be at Cedar Sinai. I mean, it was truly a full gamut, Jason.
0: That's pretty powerful. How did you how did you get people I mean, I can only imagine that in you know, as I as I listen to this, it like there's a barrier of, you know, yesterday I'm you know, I'm I'm at the office, I'm going through the emotions, I'm doing my thing, I'm okay. you know, I'm I'm whatever it is, if I'm mm-hmm. a nurse or I'm an administrator, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I'm in my boat. And then I walk into this and <laughs> in the space of two days, you're telling me that now I'm getting in touch with all of these deeper things that are going on or things I want to do. Like, how did you, like, what were the, what were the key things that happened that made that work?
1: Yeah. You know, you're, you're asking a good question. You know, (laughs) that the, 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 the the co-facilitators and myself, we would just, we would use the word magic. And I know that sounds silly or stupid, but we would say, just let the magic happen. I think what we forget is we're dealing with adults. We're dealing with human beings who have successfully gotten this far in life, mostly without us and mostly without the company. And sometimes we we forget that these are independent, smart, talented people. That doesn't mean that we're all equally smart and would pass the same IQ test. I'm not trying to say we're all the same. But what's interesting is that when you let people Open up when you let people start to express. When you don't put them in a position of being tested and having to memorize and having to know something. And so, really, what we did is we created a space and we created experiences where people got to feel good about themselves, where they where they felt like they were all equal in the room. And what I mean by equal is remember I told you we took away their badges, so you didn't know who you were sitting in the room with. Well, you know, I mean, our hospital is no different than probably many organizations. There's a hierarchy. And there's a chain of command, but when you take that away and say, hey, we're all just going to be human beings here for the next two days. So this isn't about work. We're going to ask you not even check in with work. And what goes on in this room will stay in this room as much as you keep it in the room because understand that me and the co-facilitator, we're not reporting anything back to anyone. So what you say gets to stay in here. Now, obviously we can't control the audience and what you go and gossip or not gossip about is your choice. But I will tell you, Jason, there were some very unique and special things that happened throughout the two days. And some of them were even, I'll call them surprises. I am amazed, constantly amazed that for nine years, the number of secrets that were kept, which and, – and, and the only way – the only analogy I can give you is like when you watch a movie and there's a really cool, good ending, a surprise ending, and you don't know about it and your friends don't reveal it to you. The, mm. the movie company doesn't say, please, let, let your friends and family come to this movie and find out what the surprise ending is. Don't blow it for them. People had such a good experience with this that they didn't blow the ending. They didn't reveal all the different secrets because we did lots of different experiences and exercises throughout the day. And I was amazed week after week, event after event, that people were coming in truly as a blank slate and not being, for better lack of word, told what was going to happen. I mean, we became almost like this, like this cultish secret club where, you know, people sure. say, what happened in there? You know, I, I, I'm going next week. Tell me what happened. And they would mostly say, go and find out for yourself. Hmm. And And part of why I think it was go and find out for yourself is that what employees discovered is it. This was a very unique experience for each individual. You you got out of it what you wanted to get out of it. If you wanted to put a lot of energy and time and you know you use the word deep earlier, you know, uh, you know that some of these people go deep. If they want to go deep, they'll go deep. If they want to keep it surfacey, they'll keep it surfacey. Every everyone's there and 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 I never pressured anyone to go any deeper or any personal or less personal than where they wanted to go. Mm. And it's amazing when you Create that space. It's funny how people will go where they want to go, number one, but also the group starts to influence each other. And this so, group. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's I could go on and on. But yeah, I think no, that's so, just, so
0: just to try to pull this apart. So if I'm listening to this and I'm thinking, wow, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And I want to, you know. You know, I'd like to if if somebody somebody's thinking about like boy, it'd be cool to try something like this at my organization. As you know, just as I'm listening to it, it, it sounds like there's a couple of different pieces to this. There's, you know, one you you created or tried to create an environment that was very um, inclusive, accepting, open, where people could show up sort of authentically, which probably that in and of itself felt like a gift for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like you also we're helping them um through either some some sort of exercises or conversation try to mm-hmm. tap into what was most important to them or what maybe obstacles were were maybe blocking them being more happy or more productive or mm-hmm. more whatever yeah. in their life and then yeah mm-hmm. what's the and then the punchline is by the end i'm i'm walking right. out of here with some ideas on how i can go take action or sort right. of become right is that
1: in, in essence yeah the only part that i would kind of clarify um because yes we did have i mean there were some handouts and there were you know and we had in our mind a model that we kind of followed you know d- different steps or different distinctions that we would cover throughout the two days um but by the end of day 1 you were invited to identify something that was important to you, and we gave people categories. You know, mind, body, spirit would be a category. Fun and entertaining, relationships, education, hobbies. So we would give people some general categories, and we would invite people to say, "Fill this, f- fill this form out. Fill fill this, you know, little piece of paper out, and write down some ideas." It tends to be those things that you've probably already been thinking about but you just haven't put into action. And generally what the co-facilitator and I would do is we would each share one of our own, Sure. you know, like, Hey, you know, something that's been important to me is, you know, getting in a relationship. And I just haven't had the courage to put myself out there again since my last relationship came to an end. That could be an example. Someone else would say, you know, my, my dream is I wanted to go on a vacation to Paris. I've never been outside the country. I don't even own a passport, so it's trying to open that up to get people to really think broadly. And then what we would do is we would say, all right, now you've got some homework. Yeah, you actually have homework. You know, it's like being back in school. You've got some homework. But the cool thing is that you get to create your own homework. The homework is I want you to identify one step that will get you a little bit closer to that goal of yours. Sure. So cool. I, I want to I, I, I wanna go back to school. I don't, I don't want to just sit around being an administrative assistant for the rest of my life, and I really want to become a nurse. Great. Okay, so maybe w- what's one active step that you could do tonight? Well, I guess I could go online and at least find out what it's like to fill out an application for that school that I'm interested in. Okay, that's an active step. So, 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 you know, and, and the cool thing is we would break people into smaller groups. And just before they left, they would talk about, you know, what was important to them and, and, and share their step. And if some people said, I, I don't know what my next step is, I don't know what to do, often the, the group could help give some ideas. Oh, well, have you thought about what about calling your community to see if there's any swimming sure. lessons? You get what I mean? So, yep. so, so, that, so again, it's identifying one step and there was another piece which generally not always was a writing assignment um and 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 it's 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 it required you to go into the future i know this is going to sound a little abstract but what we ask people to do is to go into the future and imagine you've achieved that dream that goal and 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 we would give them an exercise around how to tap into that because jason i think it's important for people to have meaningful experiences Usually, there's an emotion attached to it. I mean, I, I invite you to think back, and then I invite the audience to think back. What gives? Think of an example. Think of a time in your life that was was very meaningful to you. You know, maybe it was the birth of your child, maybe it was a unique birthday party or a vacation or whatever. Usually, those meaningful experiences in life have some emotions attached to them. So, what we were trying to do with this with this additional exercise or this additional assignment was to have them get emotionally invested or attached to why this goal, this dream, this possibility is important to them and turn it into a realization by going into the future and imagining for a moment that you're there. And and again, it was a writing assignment or maybe there was a project attached to it. I don't don't need to get into all the details. So those were that was kind of the homework piece. And then they would come back on day two and they would share what they did. And I kid you not, Jason, it's, it, 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 it has to be experienced to be seen. But the number of times that I got chills, the number of times that people shared things that blew my mind, that transpired within 24 hours, was shocking to me. To, to say, you know, something as bizarre as, you know what, truth be told, I haven't spoken to my sister in 10 years because of an argument, and I, you know, and all right, maybe what I could do is at least consider writing a letter. And so maybe I'll go home and write that letter. And to have them come back and say, you know what? I called her. Mm. I got tired of it, You know, and 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 I mean, there were times when the room was in tears with, with some of the stories that were being shared. Because often, I would say 80, 90% of the time, something that's important to us, you know, our dream, our possibility has a story behind it, and it's an emotional story behind it. Well, one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to go back to school and get a degree is because I would be the first one in my family to have even gone to college, let alone graduate. And this was such an important thing to my parents before they passed away. So now there's a story as to why that wasn't so important to you. Why is it that you wanted to learn how to swim? Why is it that you wanted to learn how to play the piano? Whatever it is, there's a story behind it. And when people share that story, it connects the room. It, you used a great word earlier, which is authentic. It, it makes people authentic and it gets everyone else in the room to validate that feeling. One of the things that I wasn't prepared for during this program was the number of people who either felt embarrassed or ashamed of their goals and their wants in life. They thought maybe they were a little freaky or weird or something like that. But to get validation in a room when they were saying it out loud and to have people cheering or saying, oh my God, I wanted or I did the same thing. That's so awesome. It's amazing this this awakening that would happen for people who for whatever reason felt ashamed or embarrassed or whatever about these goals of theirs and so there was a real power of validation and acknowledgement that what they thought what they wanted mattered
0: that's fantastic um, it, it's it's what a great what a great way to to engage employees you know when we think about employee engagement that's become such a sanitary word for in so many places and it's lost sort of an emotional connection but like that's true engagement right that's engaging people with their life and i mean one of the things i hear in this too is you're you're giving people permission Mm. to move forward Mm. with you know things that mattered the most the things that were going to really transform their life and i i suspect that that you know, and I think you and I even talked about this, that that, you know, that garnered some real loyalty and, oh, and some sorry. real like commitment, like this gift. This is the best kind of gift you can get. And you don't forget when somebody gives you a really meaningful gift, you don't forget where it came from.
1: Oh, my gosh. I mean, I mean, and, and there you go. That's back to that point. You give someone a gift and you attach an emotion to it, which, by the way, they created the emotion themselves. We just got to be the conduit. We just got to be the vehicle. But you're right. Then that loyalty comes. And and, and I mean, the number of people who have approached me years later that I absolutely do not recognize. I mean, that gives you 9000 people went through this program. I'm not going to remember. <laughs> Every face who, but, but, you know, they'll walk up to me, oh my gosh, Mitch, hi, how are you? You know, as if I'm going to remember them, you know, and I've gotten pretty good. I can't believe I'm going to reveal this, you know, on, on, you know, on some sort of podcast. But honestly, (laughs) what happens is I'm like, hey, how are you? And how's your possibility going? And, you know, and they immediately think, oh my God, he remembers me. And then they start to talk about it. And it is so heartwarming to hear some of these stories of a and a good example just last week i'm not kidding just last week a security officer that i did not remember walks up to me and is like mitch how are you he goes i just he goes i i know it's been years and years he goes but i just want to thank you because me and my wife finally got that house and that is what i talked about in that program years ago i did not think it was possible i am so indebted to cedars-sinai for giving me that gift and i'm thinking to myself Cedar Sinai didn't really do anything. I mean, we did, you know, and trust me, I didn't down, I didn't downplay his experience, but in the back of my mind I'm like, wow, he has given so much for better like a word credit to Cedar Sinai and we just really gave them the permission, the opportunity to go after his dreams. And it's so you're right. It, it, it has garnered an incredible level of um commitment and 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 surprise to employees who say who say to me I've never worked for a company that has done something like this for me before. It is so self-lit. It's, there, were, there were there were no strings attached. There was no, okay, well, now I've got to follow-up and we're going to track you and trace you and make sure that you accomplish those goals. No. We gave people a two-day experience and it's like planting a seed. If it fostered and growed, great. And if it didn't, that's okay too but it's amazing what happened and 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 I and I also want to throw in one other thing for you know maybe administrators or people that are listening to this podcast is that we also built in many elements into the program that connected them back to the company so there were pieces we 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 had we had leadership involved. There were some very special things that we built into this that truly connected them back to their leaders, who you know who who sent them to the program, and connected them back to the organization. So I want to assure you that that this was something that that smelled and reeked of Cedar Sinai, as opposed to. Oh, they could have just gone to Disneyland for two days and played and had a good experience there we 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 knew what we were doing we built in that that level of incredible um branding if that's the right word to that they knew oh this was a gift from cedar sinai
0: that's uh it's beautiful work um and i'm I am really thankful um, for you sharing it because it's, uh, you know, number one, kudos. It's amazing. That's an amazing, beautiful program and a a beautiful gift to give people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm sure that like, that's gotta be amazing and feel good for you that, that you were able to have that kind of impact on people. Um, So thank you for sharing that. Um, As we, as we come to a close, I want to ask one last question that I ask of all guests because i want to it's always good to get a little sort of parting advice when we have such uh smart, passionate people on like you so if if someone's listening and and they're you know working on trying to nudge their own organization in the right direction what well, what one piece of advice would you have for someone who is really trying to create a more human friendly workplace for their employees mm-hmm. Um, I'll
1: tell you that the, the first thing that popped into my mind, um, because I've had several people say, Mitch, how were you so successful? How were you able to build the wellness program and get some of these things off the ground? And, and, and I will say, and, and I kind of mentioned it earlier, it's identifying the pain points in your organization, find those pain points because that's where you're going to find more flexibility that's where you're going to find more openness we all get comfortable with tradition we all get comfortable with routine and that's understandable and so sometimes in order if we're going to try to make a change if we're going to try to you know become more humanistic or or whatever role, goals you are find a pain point and then be open to test of change. So I mentioned that one of our, one of our uh, four foundations here, of to Sana is research. And so one of our belief systems that we support is what's called test of change, or TOC. And it's being open to trying new things. And, and so that doesn't mean that we need to do it for the entire organization. I think sometimes as wellness professionals, we get overwhelmed and we say, oh, my gosh, I need to roll or I want to roll out this new idea for the entire organization. And it can be overwhelming. There can be lots of red tape. What I recommend is find a smaller subset. Find that group who says, I'm interested, and try a test to a change with them. And just like a good video, if it works, it'll go viral on its own. And you don't have to sell it. Mm-hmm. You can show that it's working in this one small group, and that group will talk and gossip with other departments. And then the other departments are going to start calling you and saying, hey, can you bring that here? And suddenly it becomes an organization-wide group you know, topic or possibility. Now, in this instance, you know, with, with, with It's All About Caring, it was an organization-wide initiative because it was an an organization-wide pain point. Did that answer your great, question?
0: That's great advice. It follows some advice. Uh, one of my mentors um, named Cy Wakeman, she always says, work with the willing.
1: Yeah. And that, you know,
0: it's sort of, you start, you know, start with a group that is is ready and willing to to do some things to try the change and and yeah. prove it prove it and show it so that that's amazing advice thank you uh for sharing that no, and rich awesome. thank you for joining me today it's been uh it's been a joy the time flew by what a what a an amazing uh, body of work this this program represents wow. so thank you for sharing it and thank you for the work uh, Jason, thank
1: you for having me and, and and you know and and thinking that this was worthy of, you know, for for the your audience to listen to us. I, I I truly feel honored.
0: Awesome. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Human-Friendly Workplace. If you'd like to connect with me to share feedback or recommend a future guest, please email me at jason at That's jason at And a very special thank you to Small Improvements for making today's podcast possible. If you enjoyed it, you can thank us by subscribing wherever you get your favorite podcasts and recommending it on to others who you think might find it worthwhile. We'll see you next time.